Agut Erev Shabbos, Parshiyos, Achrimois, and Kedoshim, dedicating these words, Le'iloi Nishmas Yitzchak Ben David, all of us I would like to start by pointing out that we are living through what many rightfully call Yemei Hadin, days of judgment, days of Gevura, as there is a lot of pain going around in the world. There are many people that lost loved ones and many people need to have a real refuah shalema and many people are suffering with parnasa issues, etc. And it's important not to ignore all of the above, Adarabha, to see it and to experience it and therefore to feel the pain and to call out to God and to ask of God to bring the nechama and to bring the refuah and to bring the parnasa and all of that is connected to bringing the ultimate geula shalema. And at the same time, and at the same time to see the amount of beauty and the light and mamash gilu yalikus and the miracles that is happening now during this time. And indeed, I want to share with the community a gavaldic miracle that I witnessed this week. And to conclude with an ask to each and every one of you. But let us begin with the Parsha of the week. The Parsha, the first Parsha, Achrimoy, speaks about Yom Kippur. And as the Pasuk writes, that the day of Yom Kippur brings about a kapara and brings about a tahara, brings about purity. And when we speak about Yom Kippur bringing about a purity, so we have a Mishnah at the end of Masech Tesyuma, Omar Abakiva, Ashrechem Yisrael, lucky are you the Jewish people, Lifnei mi atem mitahir, umi mitahir eschem, who brings about the purity on the Jewish people, says Rabbi Kiva, Avichem Shabashamayim, our Father in Heaven. And Rabbi Kiva goes on to say, that just like a mikvah is metahed eshatmeim, mikvah brings purity for those who are impure, so too does God bring purity to the Jewish people. End of quote. Asks the Rebbe, why did Rabbi Kiva needed to conclude by making this analogy, just like a mikvah, so too God? We already said that lucky are we, the Jewish people, that God makes us pure. Everyone knows that a mikvah also makes us pure. What are we adding with this link? Explains the Rebbe. That Rabbi Kiva's words are Maha mikvah metayr es hatmeim. That mikvah brings purity to those who are impure. Meaning, there are many levels of impurity. We are all impure to corpse tumah. Getting pure from that, for that we need Moshiach. We need to have the red heifer. We need to have the ashes of Moshe Rabbeinu's red heifer, etc. That's not something that we are able to do nowadays. However, there are other levels of impurity that could be and therefore should be removed through going to the mikvah. What is the Jewish approach? We go to the mikvah today. We never celebrate the sum zero game. We don't say, well, I'm impure anyway with a higher level of impurity, so what benefit will I have? What good will there be by me partially removing tumah? Anyways, I'm tummy. We do not say that. A person who has a level of tumah to the highest degree, goes to the mikvah and the mikvah purifies him or her even though they remain tummy. Maha mikvah metayed even those who are tummy when they leave. But it took away the impurity that a mikvah could take away. That's the word. That we have to live a life, it's not some zero, not good or bad. It's not, oh, it's awesome times or it's challenging times. It's both. And to be aware of both and Va'oit Vahua Iker, the Rebbe emphasizes the concept of Geula. Golus and Geula share the same letters. How do we bring about the redemption? 
When we bring the Aleph, when we bring the oneness of God in the Golos, it can still be Golos. And it is still in Golos. And we are in Golos. And we are in a very dark Golos. But when we notice in the Golos, the Aleph of God, when we see it, when we celebrate it, and when we share it, this in itself is part of the redemptive process. And indeed, one of the ways that we know that indeed Mashiach is about to come is because we are witnessing Davkeim Golos, so much goodness and so much godliness and so many miracles. We are witnessing the unfolding of the Geula, and may it be, Amen now, a Geula, Amitis Vashlemet through Mashiach. And here is my Aleph that I witnessed this week, and here is a miracle, and it has to be celebrated. In our neighborhood lives a couple, an elderly couple, the he, Isaac, just passed away last week Wednesday, last week Wednesday, Rabbi Yitzchak ben David Allah Vashalem, and Yabad Lachaim Toivim Varuchim, his wife Giselle, they, they are both in their 90s, they both have serious health issues, and they are both golden of people, Hard to find people like them. They both went through the war. They were both, they are both Holocaust survivors. They both spent over four years in concentration camps, mamish. And they managed to come to these United States and they and they built up a life. And they have Baruch Hashem, they have a son and a daughter-in-law, they have a daughter and a son-in-law, and Ainaklach, etc. etc. I had the merit meeting this couple shortly before this year's Rosh Hashanah. Isaac's son, Arthur is a congregant by Rabbi Shlomi Bistritsky's Chabad house in the suburbs of Los Angeles. And Arthur notified Rabbi Shlomi that his father might be facing the end of life and he would like to have a rabbi nearby. Does he know a rabbi that lives? And he gave the address of Isaac to Rabbi Shlomi. Happens to be that Isaac and Giselle live on my block. They live on Holt Street. Mamash, one block away, south of 18th. And I had the great merit of meeting Isaac. And let me tell you, if you would have met him, it would have changed your life. There was something special about him and about her. There was something magical. There was a certain gentleness. There was a certain compassion. And there was a lot of chachma. He was a very smart person. He captured your heart. And indeed, many people in our community, in the solar community, met him and met them and were deeply moved simply by their presence. Last week, Friday, sadly, we all found out that Isaac passed away. Truth is, he already passed away Wednesday night. And the shocking news was, is that they're going to cremate Rahman al-Litzlan, Isaac. Imagine, a Jew that survived the fires of Hitler. The Jew that witnessed Jews being burnt alive. He's going to get cremated. So, we reached out to the family. And what we discovered was very dark and very difficult that the decision to cremate Isaac was his decision 20 years ago, 20 years ago already, they wrote down and made clear verbally to their children and family and friends that the wife, may she live long and have it a for Shalema, Taka is going to be buried as her wishes. He wants to be cremated. It's his written instruction. It's his verbal instruction. It was something that they spoke about many times over the last time that Isaac reiterated was Mamish a few days before he passed away. He told his son that he has to be cremated. And what are you going to do now? How are you going to convince a family to go against the explicit wishes of many years of their beloved husband and father? It seemed like a darkness that is impossible to break through. Now, as a rabbi, I spoke to Arthur. Others spoke to him. He 
understood and accepted our point of view. Actually, he said that because of his father's gentleness, his father always said that if the family will insist for him to have a physical place that they can go visit, for them, do whatever you want to me. But they loved their father. They knew what he really wanted. So there was an opening that they would never take. And even though there was a certain amount of success in, 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 in having the son understand the importance of burial and, and, and how it says that, God forbid, the pain that a living person feels when they're burnt is filled if they are, God forbid, cremated, etc., etc., and there's no Kaddish and there's no Shiva, it was mission impossible. And I have to share the following. Josh and Yafa Morovich, who knows the family longer than most, who have a great relationship well, with Isaac and with the wife, they decided they're going to get involved and they're going to go and talk to her. And I remember them reaching out to me last week Friday with fear, not knowing what should we say, what could we do, how can we change this over, and I had no answer. To speak strongly, to speak gently, to make an appeal. You know what? When a person doesn't know how to do something, but something needs to get done, you got to do it. And you do the best you could. And I witnessed a miracle. They spoke to the, to the matriarch. And right afterwards, they notified me, Rabbi, we did it. And you know what? They did it. Whatever it is, and I know what they spoke to Giselle. And after all of the wise words, it's a miracle that their words went into her heart. And don't forget that her daughter was really against going the wishes of her father as, as would be any daughter. Giselle, the widow, became so adamant, Mamish, menakotze elakotze, to have her husband remains being brought, likvuras Yisrael, as it says in Halacha, that she gathered her son and daughter and their spouses and the family. And Arthur shared with me that she spoke a sermon that he never heard in his life such words, with so much power. And she shared things that she never spoke about or shared about. She shared her life in Auschwitz and how she witnessed Jews getting burned to death. And she told her children that she's the matriarch of the family and her husband will not be cremated. A miracle. It made no sense for the action that the Morvages took to have an effect. But you know what? They took action. And you know what? A miracle happened. And I think that's the important lesson that we all have to live with. And that is that even when there is darkness, Isaac is not living. It's very sad. But some good could be done. Go do something. I, it makes absolutely no sense that your action will change anything. True. Do it anyway. I, I don't know how to do, where to do, when to do. Do something is better than doing nothing. And when someone does an action and it has a miraculous, it's completely beyond logic. It's all because Mashiach is talking about to come and our collective neshama is already be, being revealed. And when a person hears words that come out from the heart, is nechnasem el halev into the Yiddish heart, upayel pu'ulasan. This is mamish, I witness the aleph of God being brought into Galos. And Hashem should bless all of us that as we see the Galos, we should also see the aleph in the Galos and we should be active partners in the Geula to bring about the Geulah, the Aleph, and the Galos, and to conclude with an ask. And the ask is, is that, is that there's going to be a Monday night Zoom class, Zoom Shiva, call, I'm sorry, even though technically it's after the Shiva, but it's a moment that we as a community will have an opportunity to interact 
and to speak to and to listen to. That's the Iker, to the, to the widow, to Giselle, and to her beautiful children, and to her grandchildren. And even if you never met them, take a few minutes and come on the Zoom. It's Monday night, 8.30. The link of the Zoom I will send out right after this, this, this message. And Hashem should bless all of us that we should take action. We should do what we could. And we should also merit to see the blessing that Hashem invests in our actions. And Hashem should bless all of us to see real the beauty and the kindness and the tzedakah and the caring that's happening in this darkest of times. And when we celebrate the Aleph and the Golos, we should indeed bring closer the imminent and ultimate redemption. And indeed, by the Gula, Hamitis Vashlema will go out of this darkness and we're going to go completely out of the Golos and into the Geula, into a world and where God's goodness and where God's compassion Passion is going to be revealed and experienced in the eyes of all. Amen. Una good Shabbos.